0: It all began with a treasure map, New Year's Eve 2020. How exactly did we end up living in rural Portugal? The plan was always just to find a little bit of land with a ruined house to spend our summers fixing up. Our piece of Europe as we wandered the globe. But it didn't quite end up that way. Here we are ending 2020 with no jobs living on savings and off the grid in rural Portugal with two dogs on a steep learning curve and an even steeper spending curve. It wasn't what we had in mind when we first started drawing up the treasure map. In the summer of 2018, we had a plan, a wedding to go to in France, a visit to Anna's mum at her farm in Sweden, and a little Portuguese treasure hunt in between. We needed to set a boundary, and decided on the borders of Alentejo, the largest and most rural province in Portugal. Stretching south from the edge of Lisbon down to the Algarve, and from the Atlantic Ocean across to Spain, it was where Anna's father's family originates. I excitedly got to work, structuring the Google map around vineyards and the fantastic pousadas, old monasteries or castles, converted into grand but affordable hotels. On the map, I marked the pousadas in purple with a bed symbol. The vineyards were cocktail glasses with a green background. With dedicated attention to detail, the shade of green deepened. The higher up the must-visit list I deemed the wine estates to be. Hours were spent attaching website links, photographs and comments. And while I did that, Anna did the real work, trawling through hundreds of Portuguese real estate sites to see what might be available and affordable and where best to look. After some experimentation, I settled on a yellow through red property excitability scale and added them to the treasure map too. That's when a few patterns started emerging. A few weeks later, we were in a hire car heading out of Lisbon. We thought that somewhere on the coast, a little south of the capital, would be nice and we dabbled in the expensive Setubal Peninsula, checking out Ruins Palmela, deep orange. It was a huge ruined house with a very odd layout, but with wonderful views from the valley up to Palmela Castle, a posada upon the hill. Most places so close to Lisbon were well out of our price range, but this probably needed to be demolished and totally rebuilt. We took photos, pondered the neighborhood a while, and then set off east towards the Spanish border and the heart of Alentejo wine country. We stopped in Évora and Estremosh, great posada, avoided. Farm too far, light yellow, but checked out Yellow Mansion, deep red on the map's excitementometer. It was amazing a huge four bedroomed house with a courtyard and a one bedroom flat, and positioned between two streets in a town just 20 minutes from the World Heritage City of Everett. It even had three shop units with amazing vaulted ceilings, perfect for a wine bar, tasting room, or restaurant it was under 200,000 euros. We asked about permission to use the shop units and imagined how it would look, but worried a little that we'd prefer to be nearer the ocean. I don't think we realised it at the time, but perhaps it was then that we started to think a little differently about what we were looking for. We stopped at Adega Villa Santa for a João Portugal Ramos wine tasting. We dropped into Casa with its amazing cork-covered building amphorae for wine, and the most incredible three-hour tour of the cellar. Then we headed south and west, back to the coast, and to the next cluster of orange and red-coloured house icons on the Costa Vicentina. It seemed more affordable there, far less tourist-spoilt than the nearby Algarve, with some of the most stunning beaches and sea cliffs we've ever seen, and it's where we marked the X on the map. What happened next is a blur of disappointing ruins, followed by the discovery of an amazing off-the-grid German-built house in a seven-hectare valley of cork oaks and pine trees with its own little lake. It was the view that took our breath away. There were two houses, an amazing solar contraption, and oh, in retrospect, if only we'd asked a few questions about how it all worked... After that, a random Airbnb choice led to a wine-inspired meeting at a Chinese restaurant, an introduction to an amazing lawyer, a beautiful stretch of coastline, and a totally new life. This year's pandemic has become a defining time for everyone, and it's led a lot of people into big, life-changing decisions. The lucky ones can do it on their own terms, and we count ourselves as firmly being among the lucky ones. It's hard, and it's beautiful. It's expensive and it's frustrating. It's challenging and it's risky, but it's brilliant. And that view still takes our breath away.